House will deliver the article of impeachment to the Senate. The Senate will conduct a trial of the impeachment of Donald Trump. It will be a full trial. It will be a fair trial. But make no mistake, there will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. Your 2020 Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, accusing President Donald J. Trump of inciting an erection. That is our 2021 Democratic Party Senate Majority Leader from the state of New York, of course, Chucky Schumer. Awesome. Just awesome stuff. Hey, listen, I'm banned off of YouTube for strikes against community whatever. I don't know. I can't remember what the verbiage is, but so I'm off of YouTube tonight. So as much as you can, get over to as many people as you can. On Facebook, share it as much as you can. If you know people that usually watch it on YouTube, send them a text as our communication systems continue to be shut down and taken away temporarily. We're going to bounce back from all this. You know, it's funny because Parler is taken down and they were Amazon Web Services was their host was their host. So they couldn't get on anywhere else. So they ended up having to hire a Russian company to host them. And now there's congressmen and women who want to investigate them for (laughs) Russian ties. Absolute truth. Look into it. It's absolutely true. That's what's happening. So they cancel you. And then tech tyrants, of course, as an arm of the Democratic Party and the globalists, join right in and cancel you even more. And, you know, they cancel, you know, they, uh, you know, Dan Bongino or what, you know, he's a partial owner of Parler. He gets demonetized and taken down and banned all the time. And then he's a partial, like I said, a partial owner of Parler. And then they deplatform Parler and then Apple takes them off of their app store. And then Amazon Web Services takes them down off of that. So they have to go to a Russian company, you know, a multinational company founded mainly in Russia. And now they're under congressional investigation for ties to Russia. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better. But listen, you have to just hold your head up. You know, I'm losing somewhere between 70 and 100 viewers tonight on YouTube unless they come over to Facebook. Hopefully they do. That's what we have to do is we're going to have to be agile, mobile. These other these other platforms are going to be live for us at some point. You got Gab trying hard to have patience with them. They're, they can be tough to use right now because they're getting inundated by, I mean, literally, I, I can't remember how many per day people are subscribing to Gab right now, but eventually Gab will be a combination between Twitter and Facebook actually doing both, both and then Parler will be back. I'm also on MeWe. I'm also on Rumble. My videos are all on Rumble. They're just not live. So that's where we're at. Eventually, we'll be able to go live on these things. I'll be at least doing all that I can, sending them emails and requests to get that platform available to us because we're being um, you know, banned everywhere. Like I said, tonight we're banned off of YouTube for strikes against their community standards. What those were, I don't know. And on on YouTube, they've got highly sexualized content. They've got um, 
highly you know violent content i mean why i got taken down who knows uh, i noticed that um jonathan shuttlesworth when it comes to youtube he got his app going you know, he's had his app up for a long time but he uh takes down his youtube videos right away right afterwards and, and puts them on just on his app only so we're going to look to do the same thing jonathan or anybody with jonathan if you're watching sorry to be copying you guys but i love you so um <laughs> It's the sincerest form of, uh, of appreciation is to uh, copy somebody. So anyway, that's where we are. That's in, You notice my demeanor hasn't changed. I know where we're at. I know that our country is in a bind right now. But for me, it's all good news. It just exposes who the Democrats are. They are going to lose. They're going to, listen, no matter what, 40% of America is going to vote Democrat. We know that. 40% is going to vote Republican. We know that. And then it's just a matter of the 20% in between. And a lot of that 20% right now that are soccer moms and middle-class people and whatever that tend to drift Democrat are seeing right now, the Joe Biden executive orders, the EOs as they're called, uh, they're seeing those come out, the EOs come out, and they're shuddering. They are. And we're going to go over those tonight. Um, just to start off with, I want to, you know, I want to, spend too much longer on the inauguration, but there's just a few <laughs> highlights of the inauguration that I just not could not pass up. This is a Laura Ingram video entitled Seen and Unseen. Play it for me. <laughs> was that? All right, well, at least and the, then you uh, have a little sing-along, yeah. you know, and that oh, helps yeah. keep everybody awake, still except on me? for Bill Clinton, Laura. Am I still alive, everybody? Hello, we're having tech problems who I noticed grabbed a little shut-eye during the Biden speech, and my sense is he... We still on me? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to do a standby here for just a minute, <laughs> because you got it? Yeah. That's on. Play it. Try to get it from the beginning, 320. That's good enough right there. Play it. <laughs> was that? All right, well, at least and the, then you uh, have a little sing-along, yeah. you know, and that oh, helps yeah. keep everybody awake, except for Bill Clinton, Laura, who I noticed grabbed a little shut-eye during the Biden speech, and my sense is he wasn't alone. A wise move. Now, Raymond, you and I talked <laughs> earlier about the religious narrative being created around Joe Biden, the second Catholic president. Yeah, well, the religious talk here is striking, Laura. This is the media and a Delaware rabbi who compared Biden to... Moses is freeing us from 400 years of backbreaking Egyptian slavery at the hands of an autocratic, cruel pharaoh. In many ways, dear Joe, you are our Moses. It's a God-given gift, I think, to this country and a relief to this country that he arrives today. He's at faith forever. He is very comfortable it being in a church, speaking in a church, as faith is really central to who he is. You are our Moses. And Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is our Aaron. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was really something, Laura. Messiahs, deliverers no. in the biblical sense. This was no. really something. But, you know, there right, is this So just to reiterate, Biden, according to the rabbi, Biden is our Moses and Kamala Harris is our Aaron. And that's where we're at. So that's our debt. Now, listen, there's people sitting on that stage who are absolutely fine with that statement. That's who's running the country right now. Temporarily. 
I'm going with the Rogue, Rogan O'Hanley plan. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't agree with all of it. It got a little hyperbolic at the end. But you can go follow. Make sure you're following DC Drano on all the platforms. Great, great man. Rogan O'Hanley slash or at DC Drano. But he's got a plan, and I love it, and I want everybody to embrace it. And that is that Donald Trump run for Congress in two years. There's going to be two new congressional seats open in the state of Florida. And as we know, his new residence is Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Runs for for Congress, but not just for Congress. He actually runs for Speaker of the House, makes it a national election. I know it's, he'll be elected locally, but it'll be on the national scene. And that way other Republicans will also get down ballot votes for him. You're like, Tom, you, how can you still be sticking with Republicans? I'm talking about two years from now after we have a reformation inside the Republican Party. But anyway, so he runs for Congress in two years, but he's running for Speaker of the House. So he makes it a Trump versus Pelosi 2020 election season that's what needs to happen seriously that's what needs to happen now he goes and he wins he'll win it's easily in florida of course and absolutely unseat the hapless kevin mccarthy who's currently our minority leader would be the would be the majority leader or speaker of the house if trump didn't do it uh he'd probably still be voted in sadly but he shouldn't because he actually accused trump of causing the riot on the capitol so he needs to go uh, Mitch McConnell needs to go at minimum taken down from their leadership positions. I'd like to see them both primaried and defeated. Sadly, Mitch McConnell doesn't run for another six years, but Kevin McCarthy does. I'd like to see him primaried and defeated. Anybody who got in front of a podium, in front of a microphone and said Donald Trump had a part in any way, shape or form of inciting the violence on the Capitol needs to be primaried and soundly defeated. But anyway, so Trump runs. Trump wins. Trump gets Speaker of the House. Impeaches Joe Biden again for his second one. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene right now has, has already filed impeachment paperwork against Joe Biden. And some people will be like, that's vengeance, Tom. We shouldn't be taking vengeance. No, it's the new political system that we're in. You cannot play by old rules. If they have guns and you go into the fight with knives, you're going to lose. And don't worry, Facebook, that's all symbolic. So you cannot go into a gunfight with knives. You cannot go into a fight with and being outmanned. Whether you know, say I, I go in and I try to fight somebody who's a martial artist, martial arts expert, I'm gonna lose. The new rules are the new rules. You impeach as many times as you possibly can. Well, Tom, you're taking you're attacking our de- democratic system. Our democratic system does not exist except if you have cooperation by both sides. Otherwise, there is no there is no democratic system to uphold. You're attacking the integrity of our elections. You can't attack, you can't attack integrity that does not exist. It really is that simple. So the new rules are the new rules. So Donald Trump wins, becomes Speaker of the House, impeaches Biden, win or lose, doesn't matter whether he impeaches, uh, whether he gets kicked out of office or not. He, well, he wouldn't. But... Hopefully that time we also have the Senate. I don't even care whether Biden ever gets, but Biden is the greatest thing that has ever happened to the Republican Party. Joe Biden right now, he's exposing the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, the Democrats in Republican clothing, the sheeps in wolf's clothing, or the wolves in sheep's clothing. He's exposing them all. He's exposing, he's so hyper left because Joe Biden is gone. The old Joe Biden from 25, 30 years ago who is more of a pragmatist is gone. They just basically, there's actually video out 
I don't know if I have it, but there's actually video out of him being slid, one of his many, many EOs to sign executive orders. And he actually says, with a microphone picked it up, I don't even know what I'm signing. So that's what we have right now. All he is, is who was voted. It wasn't a vote like, you know, an election. And I can't remember. It was a nonpartisan commission. And who was voted to be, who was found out to be, would be the best way to put it, the most liberal senator in the Senate was Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is running the country right now. AOC is running the country right now. All of the most liberal leftist communist hacks that you could possibly think of, they are the ones that are actually running the country right now. But anyway, so we got Biden as Moses and you got Kamala Harris as Aaron. Here's Senator Rand Paul tweet. So they're really, they're really, I guess, very deeply spiritual people. But here's what Rand Paul wrote. Today marks the grim 48th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Since this ruling in 1973, over 62 million, thank you, Aaron and Moses. Since the ruling in 1973, over 62 million innocent lives have been lost due to, due to abortion. Every single life matters, including the unborn. Could not agree with more, him more. There's a lot of things I like about Rand Paul. I did not like his, that he didn't stand with us on the fraudulent election. More on the uh, holiness of Joe and Kamala, considering that the rabbi just called them Moses and Aaron. Here's the Daily Caller tweet. It says this, Joe Biden vows to codify, make stronger Roe v. Wade, appoint, appoint pro-Roe judges on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. That's interesting because he spent his first, talk about hypocrisy. What caused, what caused Jesus in John chapter 2, verse 10, what caused Jesus to go and make his own whip of cords and drive his own people out of the temple. It wasn't even unrepentant sin. It wasn't unrepentant sin. It wasn't even debauchery. It was actually outright hypocrisy. And that's what you have as the current, I will not ever call him President Biden unless I slip while I'm reading something. Well, we have the current occupant of the White House spends his first day, he opened up, went to whatever local Catholic church he went to, and then goes and vows to codify Roe v. Wade and uphold Roe v. Wade, strengthen it. Here's the next one, lifenews.com and the holiness that is Joe Biden. Breaking, Joe Biden just released a statement celebrating Roe v. Wade, which has killed 62 million babies in abortions. This is the biggest genocide in human history. Just understand something. There is nothing that compares to abortion. They can talk about, for, you know, you got the Dems who care, who are always so adamant about how they care about human life, you know, with COVID and make sure they lock you down, lock you down in your house where 76% of all cases are actually started, are actually caught. COVID cases are in your own home, 76% of all cases. They, they take you from outside and stick you inside. But allegedly, they really care about human life. Now, that's 62 million abortions. That's just in the United States since Roe v. Wade. 62 million. How does Stalin compare to that? How does Hitler compare to that? How does Mao compare to that? Mussolini, Pol Pot. Anybody else you could possibly name? How do they compare to 62 million lives lost? And people are like, there's a lot, you know, Democrats, well, you know, we don't count that as human life. God does. And your judgment is coming, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, 
whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And I saw them all, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Judgment's coming. That's Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. You will be judged. You, you may call it a clump of cells, although Democrats always resist any sort of legislation, any, any sort of containment on abortion whatsoever, any limits on abortion whatsoever. They always do. They'll always say to you things like, well, you know, what about rape? And then you'll offer them. You say, okay, you know what? We still consider killing a baby that's the result of rape to still, I still consider that to be murder, hellbound sin to do it. Absolutely do. Without hesitation. Don't care if I just lost a hundred viewers. I don't care. Truth is truth. That's a human life. Jeremiah 1, 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It's a human life. And you'll be judged according to that by Jesus Christ himself. All judgment has been given under the sun. John chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Read it for yourself. So you will be judged by Jesus Christ yourself. And those are human lives. Absolutely human life. If God, if before God formed them in the womb, he knew them. That is a human life before their first formation of cells. But we recognize it because his thoughts and his ways are above ours. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. We recognize that at the moment of conception. Fine. They'll never take any sort of restraints whatsoever on abortion. They want abortion. You got Ralph Northam, governor of Virginia, who's talking about killing babies after they're born. Remember that famous video? The baby's born. We're going to make it comfortable. And then, the, and then a conversation will ensue between the woman and the doctor. And I'm always going, well, who's going to, who's going to be the one that goes over and kills that baby? Now, we know that Planned Parenthood forced to admit this under oath as they finally got put under oath. Planned Parenthood had to admit that they harvest organs from babies and tissue from babies whose hearts are still beating. That's I'll show it to you again. I need to show it again. At some point, I will. I've got it. I kept it saved for forever. So Joe Biden releases a statement not only codifying Roe v. Wade, but also celebrating Roe v. Wade. Also this. Here's the Federalist. Biden plans to immediately reinstate taxpayer funding for abortions here and abroad. What a solid Catholic man. I'm going to, I want to make sure that not only do I want to fund abortions here, 60 million so far in the United States alone. How many per year, everybody? 60 million per year worldwide, about one to 2 million per year in the United States alone. Now I always make sure that I let everybody know that that's not a true number. Because both New York and California, which probably have the most abortions on the planet, number one cause of death for the, for the, for, uh, the black community is abortion. But both in New York and California, they don't have to report all their abortions. They have specialized legislation for some of their abortions, never need to be reported. And two, those are two, California is the largest state in the union, New York is number four. You have California, Texas, Florida, and New York in that order. And they don't even have to report all their abortions. So do how many do we really have per year? 1.2 million is what's on the record. But really, how many do we really have? And worldwide, 60 million abortions per year. And people want to talk about COVID, which has killed 1 to 2 million so far in over a year. 
Over a year. COVID first got reported last year in December. All right, Breitbart News tweet. Joe Biden, there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. Play the video for me. If we fail to act, there will be a wave of evictions and foreclosures in the coming months as this pandemic rages on. Because there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. What happened? I mean, what happened to the great plan? Remember, it's, and everyone's always like, you know, you, all, you talk about COVID, you've been talking about COVID since April. Yeah, because it's the conveyance. It's the purveyor of democratic dominance. It's worked to a T. They've got the, they've got the Senate. They've got the House. They've got the presidency. You know why? Because all the churches closed back in April. Fact! That's what happened. You're like, what does that do? You think church leads the way, whether you like it or not. I know that even if they don't accept it, the church leads the way. All the skinny jeans wearing hyper grace pastors, that there is no sin anymore. There's no hell bound, uh, you know, works. There's no judgment. There's no repentance anymore. All those skinny jeans wearing pastors out there, latte suckers, watered down, tickling ears pastors out there. They don't recognize that they're the leaders, but they actually are. They're actually where the country went. Where the country will go is where the church goes first. Absolute fact. And that's why we have what we have. So you have to sit there and talk about COVID. And, uh, and that's because Joe Biden mounted COVID like a big old pony, like a big old horse. Mounted it and rode it right into the White House, cheating the whole way. We all know that. The cheating was allowed because of mail-in balloting, which was caused by COVID. So you have Biden rode it in. Then he used the whole he used COVID to attack Trump under the false declaration of 400,000 deaths. Please understand something about our 400,000 COVID deaths. Understand that we are the only country on the planet that counts COVID deaths the way that we do. We are the only country. That's why you'll see Australia has hardly any deaths from COVID in comparison to their population and many others because we're the only idiots. And I, I, I don't mean you and me, but as a country, we are the only idiots that caught that count COVID deaths from people who die with COVID, not of COVID. We're the only ones to do it. And it's, and it's not only that, it's not even people who die with COVID. We had in any way, shape or form, if it's related to COVID at any point, person had a positive test six months ago, they died in a car crash, COVID death. We're the only ones on the planet that do that. I played a video of, of Senator, State Senator Scott Jensen. I believe of Wisconsin and it's, it's Wisconsin or Minnesota. I think it's Minnesota. Now that I think about it. And he talked about how there was a, there was paramedics sent out to a uh, vehicular homicide, a car crash that resulted in death. And their paramedics, like they were already, it was already confirmed. Everybody, you know, the people that, well, it's just one death. The person that could require medical attention is long since dead. So the paramedics are going, why are we being dispatched out here? You can pull this up. Senator Scott Jensen, he testified to this on the Minnesota state floor. He said, why are we being sent out? The paramedics asked, why are we being sent out? They did. They were sent out to do a blood draw. Blood draws showed COVID. Guess what that person's cause of death was? Yeah, and what they found out is in 40% of the cases in the state of Minnesota, of which Joe Biden won under mass, mass, Voting corruption caught on tape by Project Veritas, Ilan Omar, right in the middle of it all. 
But that they sent him out, got a positive blood test, positive for COVID. That's the COVID. That, and, the, and now what they found out in the state of Minnesota is that 40%, 40, 40% of their COVID deaths are quote unquote questionable as to whether the cause of death was COVID. 40%. So take a minimum of 40% off of the 400,000. Really, it's way more than that. And the average age of COVID death is 80. The average age of death in America is 78. But anyway, so Biden goes, now he says, we can do nothing, quote, we can do nothing to change the, tra- the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. Nothing. Well, that's not what he ran on. He said he's going to fix it. By the way, so far since Biden's been president, over 4,000 people, I guess, have died of COVID. Those are all his now. His, he wanted to have his great vaccine plan. So his goal, what was Biden's goal for vaccines? One million per day. What, what did Trump do? What did, when, when Trump left office, what was Trump doing? 900,000 per day. This grand plan. He has this grand plan, right? What, what has he changed? Anybody seen any sort of verifiable, noticeable, non-covert change that Joe Biden has made to the COVID policy? Absolutely none. And then he comes in and says, there's nothing that we can do to change the trajectory of the current COVID situation. All right, Breitbart News tweet. That was fast. Behold, Democrats discover a Biden miracle. Play it for me. I feel very strongly that we are very close to a point where we should be talking about opening up our bars and restaurants. Today, we will discuss reopening our great state smartly and safely. We need to begin to act now. I want to get our restaurants and our bars reopened as quickly as possible. If we don't, dining will remain at levels too low for restaurants to survive. Offices will remain empty, hurting the service business that depend on those office workers. Theaters and sports venues will sit empty. We put in place a holiday pause on phase two activities related to our COVID restrictions. We extended that holiday pause, if you will, to be an inaugural pause. Uh, And that pause um, will end on Friday, January the 22nd at 5 a.m. Woo! Tell you what, man. Absolute miracle. Biden comes into office. All of these, now, those, those were all, well, one governor, two mayors. Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Mario Bowser of D.C., and of course, the illustrious Andrew Cuomo, governor of the state of New York. So lo and behold, we are on what? What is the date today? January what, guys? Third? 23rd. 23rd, I mean. (laughs) Sorry. 23rd. So we are on what? Day three of the Biden administration. Day three. And And if you look at all the news just prior now to the 20th, COVID's going through the roof, man. COVID's going through the roof, and it's all Trump's fault. Now... Even with allegedly a third, fourth super wave of COVID coming through, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, suddenly everything needs to open back up. What a surprise. And I just want to say it again. And if you ever think I'm going to come off this, I'm not until everybody repents. I'm not going to do it. Great job, COVID Christians. The CCCs, the COVID caving Christians. Nice job. You see how it's working now? They used you. You are literally, they mounted you up. They put a saddle on you and rode you into the White House, COVID caving Christians. 
is lo and behold, when they don't need you anymore, COVID's over. What a shock. What an absolute shock. How did I see that and not you? How did I see that and not you? You know why? Because I read the Bible and I'm not clouded by fear, fear of man, which bringeth a snare. Proverbs chapter 29. I'm not afraid. Of, I'm not. Oh, no. If you don't close, you're going to be considered a science denier. Don't care. Couldn't care less. You do, mask wearer. I don't. I don't care. You do because you have the fear of man and you have been snared in that. Proverbs 29, 25. Read it. Try breaking open the Bible instead of watching Anthony Fauci press conferences, sticking your thumb in your mouth, going and crawling and curling up in a corner and closing your churches. Try try the Bible where it says no plague shall draw, shall draw near thy dwelling. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Try it sometime. You might actually, as a Christian, maybe, you might actually like the Bible. Give it a shot sometime. It might be very interesting to you. All right, free beacon tweet. POTUS makes, uh, yeah, I don't even want to put that in there, but Joe Biden makes not wearing a mask acceptable again. Play it for me. There's one thing we can do to try to protect other people when we're together, which is put on a mask. It doesn't cost us anything. Why would we not do that? The chair views the failure to wear a mask as a serious breach of decorum. Joe Biden signed an executive order requiring masks on federal property. He's challenging all Americans to wear a mask for the next 100 days. I'm going to ask you to mask up for the next 100 days. This is not a political issue. This is a patriotic act. Asking you, we're in a war with this virus. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? He was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country. I think we have bigger issues to, to worry about at this moment in time. Let it play, let it play. There's one more good little thing here at the end. He's going to lead by example, and um, he's hopeful that people will come along with him on the journey. <laughs> I love it. So, according to Biden, he jumped right on board with CDC Director Robert Redfield, who's regretting what he's done now is he's been ripped to shreds because he was a COVID capitulator and collaborator all along, too. He's since retired, Robert Redfield of CDC. He's being ripped by the Biden administration after he cooperated with him. After you cooperate with all the liberals, that's what they do, of course. So, all the while, Robert Redfield said masks are more important than vaccines. Biden said masks are more important than vaccines, right? All right. So, what's your excuse? If they're that important, you're wanting to vaccinate a million people a day, and masks are more important than that, right? Of course, I'm fervently anti-vax. I'm not one. Of free, I'm not afraid like these other conservative pundits. I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything. I am. I am. So anyway, so what was Biden's reason for violating the most important COVID rule on the planet? Wearing a mask. Although the excuse was from his press secretary, he was celebrating and there's, they have bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish? I thought that was the number one. That was the number one prevention for COVID was wearing a mask. But you have bigger fish to fry and you were celebrating and that's your reason for not wearing a mask? All right, this is Lauren Bo- Lo- Lo- from Lauren Bobart, awesome new congresswoman. 
love her, love Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are real conservative people. This is what she wrote, and I'm going to play you a video. He wants to be just like the other double, the other double standard Democrat lawmakers. Then Charlie Kirk writes, does Joe Biden's new executive order mandating masks on federal property, remember that, it is now on federal property, you have to wear a mask. I won't, but that's the rule. Tom, are you saying, what are you saying? It's unconstitutional. You can't make me wear a mask. But other people will capitulate. I get it. So Charlie Kirk writes, does Joe Biden's new executive order mandating masks on federal property not apply to Joe Biden? Well, let's look. Play it for me. There he is on federal property. Where's the mask, Joe? That's after his EO. After his executive order. Where exactly is your mask, Joe? Well, I guess he was celebrating when he was being a fisher fry. All right, bring it back to me. All right. Breitbart News titles this rules for rules for thee and not for me. Play it for me. Go ahead. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? At the inaugural memorial, yes. I, I think, Steve, he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country and certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the American public about the importance of uh, wearing masks, how it can save tens of thousands of lives. We take a number of COVID precautions as you know here. Let's get the next one ready from Ryan Savidra. Here's Biden post EO, post executive order. Here's Joe Biden. I just want everybody to know the White House the White House is federal property. Here's Joe Biden again after the yield. And everyone handled <clears throat> with the most professionalism. Sarah, <clears throat> excuse me, our uh, nominee for Secretary of Health. <laughs> there you go. Let's look at this one. ABC News, President Biden. I'm asking every American to mask up for the next 100 days. How did he do? Here he is, post-EO again. Here's Biden, mask in hand. Play One for him. of our 100-day challenges in the White House is not asking wearing a mask. the American people to mask up for the first 100 days, the next 99 days. The mask have become He's a partisan the mask issue, unfortunately. In his hand, but it's violating a his act. own executive order. Back to me, months. I can't listen to him. All right, Breitbart News. This is, uh, oh, just let, put the slide up for me. Uh, yeah, let's put, is it a, Oh, just a straight video. Play the video for me. Day two, Biden's still not wearing masks on federal property yesterday. Look at all the other sycophants right around him. You got the Fouch, you got Kamala Harris. What a pathetic scene. This is the, freeze that for me, Tom. Right there, freeze it. What a pathetic image of the United States of America. Let's cover the hypocrisy first. Leave it on there for me. Let's cover the hypocrisy first. Joe Biden, day two, after his executive order, still not wearing a mask. Tell me why. He's not speaking. It's his own order because what's good for thee is not good for me. And then, of course, I want to cover what a pathetic sight the United States is around the world right now. You have a senile president and everybody around masked. What a pathetic sight. All right, you can bring it back to me. Get John Cordillo ready. John Cordillo tweet, put it up. In only 48 hours, Biden has killed 50,000. By the way, that's now up to 70,000. So I'll update that for the great John Cordillo. He is great. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He's awesome. 
made us less energy independent, of course, by cutting down, by uh, closing down the XL pipeline, committed $2 trillion to climate change nonsense, admitted he has no COVID plan, increased the price of insulin and epi, well, how do you pronounce that? Epifrent? Epinephrine. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you. Epinephrine and invaded Israel. Yeah, he actually sent a convoy into Syria. Just so everybody knows, I love his little last statement, America last. Absolutely true. All right, Daily Caller tweet. Jen Psaki is asked about the ongoing violence in in Portland. Listen to this. Bring it back to me. Listen to this definitive, just exuding, I mean, just, just pouring out of leader, I wish I had the verbiage, just this exuding leadership. I mean, you look at this stance that she's taken, a stance against violence. Jen Psaki has asked about the ongoing violence that has started when? The ongoing violence in Portland and Seattle has started since Joe Biden was inaugurated. But according to Joe Biden, for, for the entire election and before the election, before the campaigning, according to every liberal, all the violence... In, in Portland and Seattle was A, caused by police abusing black people or Donald Trump, and this was the predominant view, Donald Trump stirred up racial tension and tensions around injustice. So how can it still be going on? How can it still be going on when now Joe Biden is the president and is butt-kissing every single possible person on the planet that could give him a vote? I don't know. So anyway, Jen Psaki has asked about the ongoing violence important. Listen, listen to this uh, definitive answer. Play it for me. Actually, two follow-ups to what they were just asking you. Um, on domestic unrest, first of all, does the president have any comment on the ongoing violence in Oregon and Washington State that we've seen in recent days? Well, certainly we had our team uh, on the ground, our national security team, even uh, before 12.01, early in the morning um, on Inauguration Day, because we wanted to be able to monitor uh, events happening across the country and any unrest that was um, resulting from uh, from uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I haven't spoken with him specifically about those events, but it is something our national security team, Liz Sherwin-Randall, our Homeland Security Advisor, is closely monitoring, of course. Um, and um, But if we have an additional update, I'm happy to provide it to you. Two more. Uh, so rest assured now, rest easy. They're monitoring. You know, all, all these... Seattle businesses in Portland long since locked down. So you're locked down. Then Antifa comes in and burns you down, loots you. But don't worry. Joe Biden and Jen Psaki, they're monitoring the situation. It's, it's all good. What did Trump do? Trump offered Portland federal troops. Where do the federal troops get assigned? They get assigned wherever the bourgeois elite Democrat hacks are. That's where the troops go. They don't go to you. All you people that voted in Seattle for Joe Biden, all you people that voted for Joe Biden in Portland and all the other cities in New York City that's also experiencing riots right now. Where did they send their troops? They send the troops to themselves. Where do they bring the guns? They pull them out of your hands and surround them around themselves. (laughs) The troops go to them. The guns go to them. The bourgeois elite Democratic Party. The walls go to them. But what about you? The most policed area on planet Earth is Washington, D.C. 
DC, I've, I've said this the last two shows. I'm just going to say it one more time. The Capitol Police, there are 2,300 Capitol Police officers. 2,300. That's more than the city of Detroit for a 2.3-mile area. They have a $500 million budget. Half a billion dollar budget for the Capitol Police, not D.C. Metro. So you got 2,300 Capitol Police officers and another 2,000-plus D.C. Metro Department. The most police place on the planet, the safest place, although it's not safe, if you go by police numbers, is where the Democrats are. Notice they didn't ever cared until any house was burned down any business that was burned down, any property that was burned down until it directly affected them. Not that the Capitol was burned down. 30 people died. It's The numbers range from 30 to 47. I don't know what's accurate, but we know it's a minimum of 30. 30 people died from May till now in Antifa riots. Two people died at the Capitol. One, a completely unjust killing of a police officer with a fire extinguisher to the head. And that person needs to be executed for that crime. The other thing, the other one was the, at minimum, controversial shooting of Ashley Babbitt, who was unarmed, climbing through the window, doing, climbing through a door she should not have been climbing through. Controversial shooting, we'll let the, we'll let the court system play out, play out on that one. Those are, the, those are the people died. So one rioter died and one police officer died. Now in all of the Antifa BLM riots, None of no BLM, no Antifa died. Only the other side, except for the ones that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. There you go. All right, Newsmax video. By it's entitled it's Benny Johnson. It's entitled Biden quit clowning around. Play it for me. The days leading up to the presidential inauguration, our Democratic political class decided to issue one final stinging insult to the 75 million legal Trump voters by granting themselves protections that they are proud to deny to regular Americans. Over the last four years, Democrats in Washington have denied funding for a border wall. They have demonized our police and have pushed laws to disarm law-abiding gun owners. However, the moment that our political establishment, and this always happens, feels threatened in any way they themselves immediately retreat behind what? Walls, and they call the police and the military at times to defend themselves with guns. The same guns that they want to take from you. I live in Washington, D.C., I work in Washington, D.C., and my commute to the Newsmax studios for my show on this network was made impossible this week. Why? There was a massive wall in my way with barbed wire on top It was Democrats who erected this wall to protect themselves. These people are hypocrites. They're clowns, and you should not take them seriously. But unfortunately, they also are now in charge of the three branches. So there you go. Right there for you to see. Guns, walls, and soldiers for them, but not for you. Never let yourself... I don't even want, I was going to say never let yourself be ruled by hypocrisy, but I don't want to call them our rulers. I know that's what all of the CCCs, the COVID capitulating Christians, COVID caving Christians, all the C words work there. 
COVID caving clergy, COVID caving churches, all it all works great. CCC, easy to remember. I know that they look at people like Bernie Sanders. Put that picture up, Tom. They look at people like that. They look at them as the rulers. You can bring it back to me. So they may look at them as rulers. They're not rulers, none of them. So I don't want to say even that they're, don't let yourself be ruled by hypocrisy. Don't let yourself be represented by hypocrisy. While, while American cities were burned, looted, and murdered, Democrats did nothing as Donald Trump begged them to allow him to take over. And whenever he was allowed to take over, i.e., Minneapolis, St. Paul, it ended about in a half an hour. Facts! That's really what happened. But no, for, but for Americans, for normal everyday people, they want your guns out of your hands. No walls for you. They all live behind walls. Every Hollywood celeb lives behind a wall. All the big name celeb politicians live behind walls. And when they felt threatened at all by the surge of white supremacist uh, terrorism in the United States. And again, everybody's anybody with a brain is against any sort of white supremacy, any sort of skin, skin color supremacy whatsoever. Because there's also black supremacists too. One of them just got hired by the O'Biden, by the O'Biden, I keep doing that, by the Biden administration in charge of racial, uh, racial affairs. I forgot her title. I'll, I'll bring that back up again some other time. But none of those things are ever, ever good for you. They're only good for the bourgeois elite Democrats. Everybody is against white supremacy. Everybody's against black supremacy. Everybody's against any sort of skin pigmentation supremacy. Everybody is. And Joe Biden said in his inauguration speech that the number one threat to America is the rise of fringe groups and white supremacist groups. And I want to just say, where is the evidence of that at all? Where I mean, show me evidence of rising are the fringe groups, does that include Joe Biden, Kamala Harris? Does that include Antifa that you called an idea? That that Jerry Nadler said was a myth? Does that include them? The ones that are rioting as we speak that just took that just destroyed the Democratic Party headquarters in Oregon. Are those the fringe groups that you're talking about, or do they have to have some sort of pseudo in your mind connection to conservatism a lot of the people that stormed the capital all unarmed by the way there may have been some knives or something but all unarmed for all intents and purposes there were trump people there see i admit it those people who did that did an evil act they need to be punished for it no problem whatsoever the democrats will never have you heard a democrat one as one democrat come out one time and said antifa is evil black lives matter is evil they've got deaths on their hands they got blood on their hands they got looting they've got arson on their hands numerous beatings on their hands police officer deaths on their hands numerous felonies of batteries on law enforcement officers on their hands and not one democrat will ever say antifa is evil black lives matter is evil they will not do it. black lives matter is a marxist organization and not one Democrat will say that they're evil. We, on the other hand, will say every Trump supporter who went into the Capitol, that is a that is a criminal act 
and you need to be prosecuted for it, whatever level of criminality that you committed. No problem. See, that's called being somebody of principle. Now, before I leave this, one of the most, you put up the first Bernie picture so I can set the standard, Tom. Yeah, there you go, right there. Put that one, there you go. So you had Bernie there at the inauguration. I couldn't, everybody else is showing it, so I had to show it too. So I got some others to go along with it. Here's Bernie making an appearance on my favorite late night news program. Yeah, put that one up there. There you go. And check the news. There he is again on check the news with Jonathan Shuttlesworth. That's a Dallas and Magalas, though, actually doing the show. So he shows up then. And then there's then you have this guy who created a new thing. Look at that. Play it again, Tom. You can get another. You can order that now. Can you order that chair? Look at that for Bernie. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Of course, I just had to capitalize on Bernie being bored. There's also a great video of Bill Clinton sleeping during Joe Biden's speech, which is awesome. All right, Greg Abbott tweet. President Biden is trying to halt deportations. This is all Biden's first couple, three days in office. Halt deportations of illegal aliens who have already, who already have a final order of removal from the U.S. This abandons, abandons the obligation to enforce federal immigration laws. Texas is fighting to attempt to, gra- to grant blanket amnesty. Now back to me. So what Biden's done is for his first 100 days is he stopped all, A-L-L, all deportations. They're all being reviewed. That's healthy. So you got people with what, what's it called? A final order of removal. So even people who have committed crimes, felonies or otherwise, they're going to stay. Isn't that great? <laughs> what a great leader. And again, see, this hasn't affected the bourgeois elite yet. Joe Biden basically lives on an island in Delaware. He, he lives basically in the Hamptons of Delaware. This has never touched him yet. It's only touched the hundreds of thousands of American victims of illegal alien crime. I am all for immigration, legal immigration. That's the game that the Democrats always play. They say that you're against immigration. No, we're against illegal immigration. And they will be too when it touches them. As Joe Biden's transgender laws, his EOs that he's putting in place right now, are now going to affect All the soccer, and I mean literal, soccer moms whose daughters they've been carting around for years hoping to get a soccer scholarship that now Joe Biden is unleashing males onto their soccer teams via federal fiat. Executive order, EO. All right, Bernard Carrick tweet. There's the update. Biden kills, next one, uh, Bernard Carrick tweet. That's it. Oh, you got it on there. I'm sorry, Tom. I got it. All right, Biden kills up to, there's, I told you it went up to 70,000. Here it is. Biden kills up to 70,000 jobs on his, it's not even his first three days, on his first day in office, which I love Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene's response. Put that up for me. Here's her response. There you go. Put that, now listen, I've already done it. Everybody to either screenshot that or memorize 55444, easy to memorize. Text impeach to 55. Four, four, four. We'll leave it up for just another couple seconds. Everybody screenshot that. And I mean, even while I'm talking, you can blow me off tonight. Everybody text that right now. Text that. Joe Biden must be impeached. That is, we are going, we are part of the new rules. Bring it back to me. We are playing by the new rules. Everybody of the opposite party gets impeached. Everybody. That's the new rules. All you need, all all President Trump did to get impeached 
was make a phone call to the Ukrainian prime minister. He got impeached. Joe Biden had a quid pro quo with Ukraine, with the Ukrainian prime minister. Fire the prosecutor looking into my son and his business. Or looking, not to my, he wasn't looking directly in to Hunter. I don't want to be uh, incorrect or inaccurate. Looking into Burisma, his son's business. Fire that guy. Or I'm not going to give you a billion dollars. It's on the record. He should be impeached for that already. And people are like, well, he wasn't president. They're impeaching Trump right now. He's not president. So we and we can go, you know, we need to go back right now and impeach Obama for the Russiagate thing. We all know what, what happened with Russiagate. Very easy. John Brennan came in, found out that the Russians found out that Hillary Clinton had propagated a lie saying that, that Donald Trump was colluding with Russians. And what, were the, what, is, what was the response as James Comey sat there? Barack Obama sat there. James Clapper sat there. John Brennan sat there. What was their response? To investigate Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton starting a false rumor, propagating a false rumor that Donald Trump was colluding with Russians, picked up by the Russians. The Russians start talking about it. That gets picked up by our intelligence agencies, gets reported to Barack Hussein Obama, and then they investigate Trump. <laughs> impeach impeach uh, Barack Obama, too. Listen, impeachments. Donald Trump's being impeached right now, folks. He's in Florida. He's no longer the president. All right. Han Poso tweet. Y'all got bamboozled. All right, go to the first slide for me. Y'all got bamboozled. Here you go. Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. Go to the second slide for me. Right next to it. There we go. Biden administration. Yes, we are following through with a fracking ban. <laughs> so he says not going to ban, not going to ban fracking. And there's the right there. Look at the date on it. January 20th. Yes, we are following through with the fracking ban. Kamala Harris. Yeah, put up that Kamala Harris slide again. There you go. Joe Biden will not ban fracking. Look at the date. 10-7-20. Now put up the next one. It's right there. I see it right there. There you go. Biden administration. Yes, we are following through. So exactly uh, three months and 20 days later. Yes, we are following through with a fracking ban. All right. Get the Newsmax video ready for me. From Benny Johnson again. All right. I love this. I love this one. Now we're going to talk about our soldiers having to camp out. That, uh, that's not the video. Yep. There you go. Right there. Having to camp out in a parking garage in 30 degree weather. Play it for me. But unfortunately, they also are now in charge of the three branches of government. While we civilians may choose to ignore their stupidity and their silly decrees, there are those among us who are sworn to protect them and uphold them and follow their orders. As terrifying as it might sound, the military is now under direct control of Joe Biden, the guy who said he would mobilize true international pressure. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international pressure. Hmm. Okay, I've never heard of that unit. I can't wait for it to be mobilized. Must be the special forces. The true international pressure unit is feared by all of America's enemies. What was mobilized at the Capitol 
was indeed not true international pressure, but 25,000 well-armed and well-trained U.S. troops. For perspective, that is three times as many boots on the ground in Washington, D.C., your nation's capital, than in the active war zones of Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria. And Joe Biden is their commander-in-chief, whether you like it or not. So what was life like on the first day under Biden's command? Our military, who honorably stood guard as Joe Biden became their commander, were kicked out of the U.S. Capitol to sleep on the ground in a parking garage in the dead of winter. Immediately after the inauguration, when they were no longer useful as political props, an entire 5,000-person battalion was kicked off of the U.S. Capitol grounds and told to sleep in a garage a mile away. One guardsman, who wishes to remain anonymous, texted me and told me this. Yesterday, dozens of senators and congressmen walked down our lines, taking photos, shaking our hands, and thanking us for our service. Within 24 hours, they had no further use for us and banished us to the corner of a parking garage. 5,000 soldiers, one power outlet, one bathroom. That is how Joe Biden's America treats us soldiers. We feel incredibly betrayed. Every American should be disgusted. Every decent moral person in either party should have realized the wickedness of this action and rushed to use their power to do something about it. The one man who does have the power to order something done about it is President Joe Biden. He is the commander-in-chief. He is in charge. With a single phone call, Biden could have had these troops sleeping in the Ritz. But following the model of the last 47 years of his political life, Joe Biden did absolutely nothing. Not a word. All right, back to me. Just to reiterate, too, just to keep in mind that there's three times as many soldiers, our soldiers, United States soldiers, Army. This isn't even counting the cops. There's hundreds and hundreds and th- thousands of cops, too, in D.C. for the inauguration. With three times as many troops, up to 30,000, 25 to 30,000 American troops were in Washington, D.C. New ones are still even showing up to this day. Florida and Texas have called theirs back. I'll read that to you in a minute. Three times as many troops were in D.C. for the inauguration than are in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria combined. Combined. And for what reason? I, I, I just would love to know. Tell me what the reason was. What, what was the threat that you'd have Chewbacca storm the Capitol again? Horn man? That, that's the threat? You're worried about a bunch of unarmed Trump supporters breaking glass and going into the Capitol, which easily could have been contained with 2,300 Capitol policemen who weren't there, let alone another 2,000 Metro D.C. police officers who weren't there under the great leadership of Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser. The cops just weren't there. Amazing, amazing ineptitude, really is. All right, Madison Cawthorn tweet. I just visited the soldiers who have been abandoned and insulted by our leaders. I brought these are the 5,000 5, army soldiers 
evicted from the capital. I wanted to find the right word. Evicted from the capital, stuck into a parking garage in 30 to 40 degree weather. Get this now, with one electrical outlet and one bathroom and they're male and female. They had sewage pouring out into the street. So Madison Cawthorn, born again Christian, I just visited the soldiers who have been abandoned and insulted by our leaders. I brought them pizza and told them that they can sleep in my office. God bless this guy. No soldier will ever, ever sleep on a garage floor in the U.S. Capitol while I work in Congress. Our troops deserve better. Play the video for me. Uh, yeah, that's good right there. Hey, yeah, you want to have fun here. Um, what's the vision of this? So, Maryland National Guard, Montana National Guard, Nevada National Guard. Well, hey, well, hey I'm, I'm talking to Matt Trump. It's an honor to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. I heard you guys got kicked downstairs. We sure did. All right, man. You mind if I talk to you guys? Absolutely. Hey, everybody, get your guys' attention. Hey guys, my name's Madison Cawthorn. I heard they kicked your asses down here, so we brought some pizza if anybody wants any. All right, you can bring it back to me. Now, Joe Biden, to be fair, baked cookies, 60 of them, and handed them out to the troops. We'll see what Donald Trump did in just a minute. Two days in, Donald Trump has to save Biden's rear end. That's Madison Cawthorn, uh, congressman freshly elected, the youngest congressman, I believe, the uh, youngest congressman right now. I don't know if youngest in history, but youngest congressman right now. Great guy. I mean, thorough. This new wave of, I'm, I'm telling you, we can change, we can turn this whole thing around. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobart, Madison Cawthorn. We have people that are real, genuine conservatives that have been elected. They're not. They're not Mitch McConnell's, Ben Sasses, and Marco Rubio's. They are genuine, genuine conservatives, not bootlickers, not capitulators, not compromisers. They are legitimate, legitimate conservatives. There is great hope, and we're going to take the House and send it back in two years from just from right now. The, the campaign starts today. All right, Tammy Bruce tweet. Already Florida and Texas governors. Have announced they are calling their National Guard troops back. Uh, are being and uh, let me read right. Calling their National Guard back from D, from D.C. Troops are being used as as game pieces in Pelosi's completely idiotic panic theater. Again, what was the threat? You bring it back to me. What was the threat? Thirty thousand troops there for what? Never in the history, never in the history of America, has this ever happened. And for what reason were 30,000 troops there? You're telling me that 2,000 D.C. Metro cops, 2,300 Capitol Police officers, and the National Guard, local national, maybe from Virginia, Maryland, and D.C., they can't take care of the inauguration? You have to bring in 30. Did you hear Madison ask them, where are you from? One was Wyoming, one was Montana, Montana, I think they said. But don't worry, Babylon B has the answer. Put that up there for me. Biden tells freezing troops sleeping in garage garages to be patient until he can get them shipped to Iraq and bring it back to me. And just so everybody knows, I need to reiterate this to everybody. Whenever you see the Babylon B, it's a joke. I put up a post from the Babylon B that I thought everybody would think was funny with uh, 
Biden swearing in on the Communist Manifesto. And a lot of people thought I was serious. It's not serious. Whenever you see, put the Babylon B thing back up there, Thomas, for me, would you? See, whenever you see that Babylon B, it's an absolute joke, everybody. But not everybody knows about the Babylon B. You bring it back to me. But I want you to know that when I put up Babylon B, it's a joke, as well as anybody else, I think. I hope everybody knows it. All right, Washington Examiner tweet. Here's what Trump did. Trump International Hotel in D.C. houses law enforcement this week. Treatment of military and officers has been in the spotlight this week as news broke of National Guard troops being forced to sleep in parking garages. So here's Trump's answer. Play it for me. There you go. Trump just opens up his hotel. That's a little better than a parking garage. A little better, don't you think? There you go. That's what a real president does. That's what a real leader does right there. You can bring it back to me. And you're like, well, Trump owns the hotel. All Biden needed to do is make a phone call. And like Benny Johnson said, he chose to do absolutely nothing. He knew. He knew thousands of our military troops, our infantry, were being housed on concrete in 30 to 40 degree weather. Middle of the night, one bathroom for 5,000 troops. He knew it. And what did he do? Nothing, just like he's done for 47 years. Marco Rubio is the same thing. He's never accomplished anything. Ben Sass has never accomplished anything. Chuck Schumer's never accomplished anything. On the Republican side, we can do something about it. We need to kick these people out. All right, Tucker Carlson video. Here's 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 Biden. I'm I'm not gonna. I can't even. The, the best. I'm telling you right now. If you don't watch, this is actually could even take away from my own podcast. But the first 30 minutes, especially, well, really the first 10 to 15 minutes of Tucker Carlson is some of the best, best political explanations, some of the best diatribes I have ever heard in political commentary. But one of Joe Biden's big things that he's doing right now is unleashing men into women's rooms and unleashing men into women's sports. Play it for me. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. We don't know about you, but we are thankful that on his very first day in office, Joe Biden addressed one of this nation's most pressing problems, the crisis in girls' sports. The main problem with girls' sports, obviously, is that they lack diversity. Only girls get to play girls' sports. That's wrong. Joe Biden plans to fix it. Biden is breaking this country's turf ceiling. For the first time in history, men will be allowed to compete in, for example, girls' field hockey and then change in the girls' locker room afterward. Joe Biden has signed an executive order requiring it. Even Barack Obama didn't do that. So say it with us now, hashtag civil rights hero. This is big. There's been a lot of talk recently about women's empowerment. It's a staple of liberal politics. You've heard it before. But it takes a real leader, a once in a generation moral visionary to go further than that, to use federal power to humiliate and endanger women on behalf of biological men. That is feminism at the next level. That is real empowerment. That's the Joe Biden program. He's been planning it for years. This was Biden last February. We all know the animating promise of this country that all men and women are created equal has never been fulfilled. Equal. By equal, Joe Biden means identical. There are no differences between men and women. They are precisely the same. That's his position. Those gender categories we've heard about since the dawn of recorded history are fake. Trump made them up. So there's no reason to protect women from men under any circumstances because the whole idea of men and women isn't real. Not everyone believes this, of course. Science isn't always popular. The peasants don't understand it. 
There's still troglodytes out there in the year 2021 who are trying to keep men out of women's sports, if you can even imagine. Yes, Donald Trump is gone, but that doesn't mean hate has taken a holiday. But Joe Biden is not intimidated by that. He doesn't care that pretty much no one in America agrees with him or even understands what he's talking about. When Joe Biden watches girls' gymnastics, as he frequently does, and doesn't see a single biological man walking the balance beam or swinging from the uneven bars, he doesn't just sit back and accept the status quo. He acts with force and certainty. Now, activism like that may seem modern, but it's not new for Joe Biden. For 60 years, he has been fighting transphobia, longer than many of us have been alive. Way back in the summer of 1962, decades before it was fashionable, Joe Biden confronted a vicious transphobe called Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Corn Pop was a bad dude? Yeah, I'll say. Corn Pop was a bigot. He wanted to keep men out of the girls' changing room at a public pool in Wilmington. It was a different time back then. But Joe Biden wouldn't have it. He threatened to beat Corn Pop with a six-foot chain. And that was just the beginning. Decades later, Joe Biden flew all the way to South Africa to free Nelson Mandela from prison. Yeah, we saw that. But few of us understood the significance of it at the time. We'll admit it now. Most of us assumed that Biden was risking his life to fight the racist policies of the South African government. What we didn't know was that Joe Biden was actually fighting a more insidious foe, gender apartheid. Robben Island was men only, segregated by sex, if you can imagine. But the fight isn't over yet. Joe Biden's holy war of liberation continues. Even now, in this supposedly liberated time, groups of women still saunter to the ladies' room together in restaurants across America with not a single man joining them in the stall. That happens. Believe it or not, it happens right now. Right now, as we speak tonight, there are still sexually segregated public showers in this nation, not to mention dressing rooms and retail stores that men aren't allowed to enter. And what about your house? How many boys slept over at your seventh grade daughter's most recent slumber party? We need to start asking ourselves questions like these. It's time to look within America until we can all agree that eight-year-old boys can be strong, independent, sassy women. We're all part of the problem. Joe Biden understands that. The idea that an eight-year-old child or a 10-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination. Joe Biden has a solution. 60 years ago, he fought corn pop with a chain to protect the right of biological men to be present when girls change into their bathing suits. And he'll bring that same moral clarity to your daughter's lacrosse team. Leadership like that will change this country. In time, you won't hear people claiming to be the first female this or first female that, because honestly, in a truly liberated society, who can say what's female? Why shouldn't Mike Pence announce that actually he was the first woman to serve as vice president? Who could call him wrong? Not us. We don't do hate speech here. All right, back to me. Care dance. I mean, it really is. I hope you can hear me laughing. It's this is laughable. I mean, I, I'm, there's really no way to put it into words because it's just demonic. It's absolute confusion brought upon the world by demonic people that you would want men involved in the private areas of women in their bathrooms, in their sports, in their changing rooms. But Joe Biden 
is just, you know what, you identify, and, and you know, isn't it always funny? And I know all of this is redundant for a lot of you, but it, as a cop for 25 years, right here, 1992, 2017, it is never women found leering at men. It is never women being found trying to sneak their way into a men's locker room, ever. And then you got the alleged unelected, fraudulently elected president of the United States putting in an executive order to allow men to go in and watch your daughter shower. There's really no, there's no words, there's no way to verbally with any sort of vocab put this into any sort of idea or concept there is just there's no way that's why i'm struggling there's there's no way to contain it with verbiage it's that galactically stupid and incoherent but yet here it is and i hope all of you quote unquote moderate democrats who maybe don't want a 38 year old teacher who's identifying themselves as a female peeing along next to your 13 year old daughter in the bathroom you waking up now are you waking up christians are you waking up you ccc covid caving christians does this man is in the white house because of you it's an absolute fact this, he rode that covid pony all the way in the white house and look what demonic crap that he is institutionalizing in our country Take responsibility. Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. I don't have to take responsibility. I never closed. I never put a mask on. I never capitulated. I never collaborated. You did. You going to repent now? Are you ready to repent? From the Daily Signal. Tweet. Get ready for stories like this to become common for girls across the country. Play it for me, Tom. My freshman year in outdoor, I saw at the 200 start, this girl who looked kind of masculine. Uh, her arms were much more defined than the average girl's and same with her legs, but she had long hair, long braided hair. And I didn't think much of it. And then I watched the race and I saw that this girl was blowing away the competitors. And I thought, hey, this isn't right. This usually doesn't happen. And then later that, in that same meet, I found out that athlete was a transgender female. And then in outdoor, Last year, there was another transgender that came out and she competed as a male for three seasons and was a mediocre as a male and then ended up transitioning over to female and again, blew everyone out of the competition. There you go. And listen, you can get on, people can talk about male chauvinists, male and female were created in the sight of God. We all have our different gifts. And I don't care. People can say whatever they want. Stop watching my podcast. Stop going to my church. Whatever it is that they want. But women cannot physically compete most of the time with men. Absolutely can't. They cannot. I played football all the way through college. They cannot compete with men in that area. Listen, neurosurgery, women are great. President of the United States, women are fine. Whatever. I I would have no problem electing marjorie taylor green as my president none at all none however if i want to if i'm going to pick who's going to run or weight lift or play football i'm going to pick a male that's just the way that it is chauvinism what it's all proven out 
And I want to th- I want everybody to think about this on how far things will get burnt to the ground, how far this will go, how pervasive this will get into our culture. If you allow biological men to compete, let's just use high school sports as an example. And you want your daughter to get a softball scholarship, volleyball scholarship, track and field scholarship. How do you think it's going to go long term? Biden supporters, COVID caving Christians, sometimes one and the same. How do you think it's going to go in the future? What's going to happen is, is that recruiters out of colleges are not going to be looking for biological women. They're going to be looking for transgender women. That's men acting like they're women. That's who's going to be recruited. You're going to have in all the college teams that you'll ever see, college volleyball, college softball, college anything, that college gymnastics, college track. Because why, why would you recruit somebody you're going to lose with? If, you, if you're recruiting the biological women as a coach and you're going to be competing against transgender men, transgender women, you're going to lose your job. You're going to get defeated. If you're the volleyball coach at Florida, let's just use Florida, Florida State, Seminoles versus Gators. And the Gator coach is recruiting all transgender women. Trans, let me make sure everybody understands. When a transgender woman is a man who's pretending to be a woman. So the Gator coach, we'll use volleyball, is recruiting all transgender women. And the seminal coach is recruiting all biological women or less transgender women. Eventually, all the transgender women will dominate the biological women. So what's going to happen in college sports? That's why when you hear people say it's going to destroy women's athletics, it is. You will see all the coaches who have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of job or millions of dollars worth of job, have a million dollar job or a job paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, they're going to sacrifice it to make a moral stand and say, I'm just going to do and uh, recruit biological women and lose to all the other coaches who are recruiting transgender women. I mean, think about where this is going. That woman, the girl, young girl there who was just talking about a track and field event, blood, sweat, and tears. She's put into it. And then to have a mediocre, a guy that couldn't even make the track team on a male, on, on a, on the male track team, couldn't even make the male track team goes out and becomes the state champion as a female. Of course, there's, there's videos out there. I thought about putting one on, but I figured it'd get me banned off of YouTube. I should have done it anyway, because I've already been banned off of YouTube of MMA fighters, transgender women, men pretending to be women fighting female biological, female biological females in the, in the octagon, in the MMA ring. It is disgusting. It is literally like watching domestic violence live and encapsulated in a cage. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. And you're like, Tom, of course, I'm not even mad at the Democrats. They're be- Listen, they're beyond, I'm not saying they're beyond hope as far as salvation, so don't send me a bunch of messages. They're beyond hope. They're, they're gone. Their minds are completely diluted. They got reprobate minds throughout the yin yang. The saddest thing is for all the Christian women that caved to COVID, ushering in Joe Biden, now, now Joe Biden's in, and you're going to be at the soccer field, and you're going to see the kid that couldn't make 
the boys' high school soccer team go out into your league or to the or the girls' high school soccer team and absolutely dominate and steal your daughter's college scholarship. Fact. That's what's going to happen. Watch. Here's Kamala Harris. Here's the take on Kamala Harris. There you go. When you're the first female vice president, but can't claim it since your party doesn't recognize genders. There you go. Truth. You, it's, I, I love it. I love how they say you can't recognize genders as they're recognizing genders. It is so demonic and so confusing and so hypocritical that I do not have the words to describe it. I wish I was smarter. I wish I had a Dinesh D'Souza uh, vocabulary. Maybe he, I don't, but I've even heard him talk about it. You can't really even describe it. Where you have Democrats who say there is no difference. You do not distinguish between male and female, but yet then identify Kamala Harris as the first female vice president. How does that make sense to anybody? All right, hand poso tweet. Biden canceled the Keystone Pipeline, ban ban fracking and drill and drilling permits, and just sent a large military convoy to Syria. Are you paying attention yet? Yeah, we're paying attention. It's an absolute disaster area. Back to the Biden administration, back to the Bush administration, sending sending troops over to Syria for what? For what? Name the cause. Name the exit strategy. Name what is winning and what is losing. They cannot. Trump is pulling them all back. Democrats or rhino Republicans get elected, and they send them all right back in. Oh, you want to do that one, Tom? I put that on there. There you go. U.S. presidents and their wars. Go ahead and read the list. Let's we'll just use Barack. Well, you know, we use uh, George W. Bush. And we use Barack versus Donald. Ready? Donald Trump is the first modern American president that has not started a war. I think it's the first one in like 47 years or something that has started no new wars. George W. Bush, war in Afghanistan, 2003 invasion of Iraq, Iraq war, war in northwest Pakistan, second U.S. intervention in the Somali civil war, Barack Hussein Obama, Operation Ocean Shield, international intervention in Libya, uh, basically the conquering of Libya. Libya they're, being, they're being nice there. Being charitable. Operation Observant Compass, American led intervention in Iraq, American led intervention in Syria, uh, Yemeni Civil War, American intervention in Libya. And what does Donald Trump have? Nothing. Nothing. But 80 million Americans really voted to bring basically the second, the third term of Barack Hussein Obama in, or the third term of George W. Bush, or the third term of William Jefferson Clinton. Don't think so, but it has begun. Nobody shows up for the inauguration, but allegedly 84 million people voted for Joe Biden, right? So he gets rid of the XL pipeline. Brilliant. I mean, that's just, it's just brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant to get rid of the XL pipeline. It's part of the 70,000 jobs that were lost on his first day, first day in office. All right, this is a TMJ4 News video coming out of the state of Wisconsin. Play it for me. Uh, General Manager for Michaels. Thank you. Ready? We're good. Okay. Good afternoon. Uh, the recent actions of President Joe Biden, uh, executive order halting the construction of the Keystone Pipeline, has affected Michaels, thousands of union trade members across the country, and hundreds of guys that specifically work in Wisconsin. To discuss this further, I'd like to introduce my first, my congressman from the first district, Ryan Style. Thanks, man. On Joe Biden's first day in office, he killed 
thousands of American jobs. Joe Biden killed hundreds of Wisconsin jobs. On Joe Biden's first day in office, hundreds of Wisconsin workers got laid off of their job building private sector infrastructure. Joe Biden needs to reconsider his decision immediately. Think about this. On Joe Biden's first day in office, thousands of people received a notice that they've been laid off of their job. These are jobs, good paying jobs, $80,000, $90,000 a year, $30,000, $40 an hour jobs are laid off. Sometimes it seems abstract that a pipeline in North and South Dakota moving oil and gas from Canada to the United States could impact Wisconsin workers. But as you stand here at Michael's today, as you stand and look at the men behind me, these are the type of workers that lost their job this week. Joe Biden needs to reconsider this action immediately. We need to have good paying jobs in the United States of America. We need to have good paying jobs here in Wisconsin. Not only is it impacting jobs, it has a huge impact on our foreign policy. We need to have a North American supply of oil and gas. Joe Biden's decision makes us more dependent on the Middle East, more dependent on Russia, more dependent on Venezuela for our supply of energy. I find his decision disgusting. Hundreds of Wisconsin workers lost their job this week because of what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden needs to immediately reconsider this action and put Wisconsin workers back to work. All right, back to me. I'd now like to pause. He won't, he won't reconsider it because it's all part of the liberal mantra. Keystone XL pipeline has been one of their great evils that they've propagated. It does absolutely nothing. Put up the uh, Donald Trump Jr. tweet, Tom, for me, the next one. There you go. Throw that on there. Also worth noting, it doesn't end oil transportation. He's talking about the Keystone Pipeline, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and the construction thereof. Also worth noting, it doesn't end oil transportation. It just forces oil companies to spend more money shipping oil on Warren Buffett's rail lines. What a coinkening, a Democratic Party supporter. See how that works? It's not environmental policy. It's a kickback to Democratic donors and nothing more. It does nothing. They just found something that they could propagate and say, look at us, we're for the economy. We want to take down a pipeline. So instead of piping it, which causes, and believe me, I'm no global warming supporter, but absolutely brings, there's no emissions at all, no carbon emissions at all to pipe it down a pipeline. Instead, it's going on trains. And if it's spilled in the pipeline, the odds of any sort of catastrophe, name them. Where's the big pipeline catastrophes? Never. But how about train catastrophes? How about Exxon Valdez and boating and trucking catastrophes? Think about that. Shipping catastrophes. Think about that. Instead of simply bringing it down a pipeline, it's now going to go on trains and trucks. Brilliant. Joe Biden is brilliant person. But because he just picked a moniker, this is evil, and this will help us to get elected because we'll just say that it's evil even though it's not. The Keystone XL pipeline, it's not evil at all. It's a pipeline. I wouldn't care if it went through my property. They want to pay me a lease payment to send it through my property. Go right ahead. I don't care. 
Maybe I, maybe you'll let me put a little tap on it. Tap a little oil, oil, oil for myself. All right, Steve Guest tweet at Ted Cruz on the Keystone Pipeline uh, uh, talking to Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is being nominated. I can't remember what the title is that he's being nominated for, but the person, like Energy Secretary, something along those lines, you know, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, with that vast political experience. With a stroke of a pen, President Biden has told those 11,000, 11,000 workers those union workers, your jobs are gone. Mr. Buttigieg, what do you say to those workers whose jobs have been eliminated by president by the president's edict? Play that for me, Tom. I will say it was disconcerting to see yesterday, the first day of the Biden administration, straight out of the gate, President Biden announced that he was canceling the Keystone Pipeline. That is a major infrastructure project. That is a project that right now today has 1,200 good-paying union jobs. And in 2021, the Keystone Pipeline was scheduled to have more than 11,000 jobs, including 8,000 union jobs, for contracts worth $1.6 billion. And with the stroke of a pen, President Biden has told those 11,000 workers, those union workers, your jobs are gone. Mr. Buttigieg, what do you say to those workers whose jobs have just been eliminated by presidential edict? Well, I think the most important thing is to make sure that we make good on the promise of the president's climate vision as being one that on net creates far more jobs, millions, we hope. Uh, I know that won't just happen. We'll have to do a lot of work to make sure that's real. Uh, but getting this right means ensuring that there are more good paying union jobs for all Americans delivered through that infrastructure vision. So for those workers, the answer is somebody else will get a job? The answer is that we are very eager to see those workers continue to be employed in good-paying union jobs, even if they might be different ones. Well, I, I fear that decision is the front end of a whole series of regulatory decisions, one after the other after the other, that will be eliminating union jobs, that will be eliminating manufacturing jobs, that will be eliminating energy jobs. And that is altogether out of step with what the American people want. So how does this fit into, bring it back to me, how does this fit into climate change? It's a pipeline. There's no carbon emissions whatsoever. And now that exact same oil, as Donald Trump Jr. said, same oil is still being, is still being uh, brought out of the ground, still being refined, still being drilled. And now instead of it being piped down a carbon footprint less pipeline, it's being trucked and trained. Typical Democrats. We are for life, but slaughter 2 million babies a year in the womb. We are for women, but we're going to put men in their bathrooms. Typical Democrats. It is that way every time we are for the unions and then slash union jobs 11,000 a stroke of a pen 11,000 of the 70,000 jobs he eliminated it's coming for you democrats it's coming for you a lot of these people voted for joe biden their job's gone now it ain't coming back i love pete uh, pete Buttigieg there with his condescending air and his condescending smirk 
Well, we're going to provide more jobs sometime, somewhere. And don't worry, everybody. Uh, he's eager. I love this summation from Chad Prather. Put that up there for me. So Biden hasn't released the kids in cages yet, the kids in ca- the cages that him and uh, Obama built. He said he would, but did. And uh, let me read it right. So Biden hasn't released the kids in cages. He said he would, but did end the fracking. He said he wouldn't. <laughs> Sounds about right. Hello, is this thing on? Exactly right. And that is where we are. That is exactly where we are. Now, this is just this is Jesse Waters. Love Jesse Waters. One of the few people I still watch at Fox. And this is the plans that the Democrats have for us. Play for me. The end game. That's the subject of tonight's Waters words. It's been hey, Tommy, over a week since at, uh, the mob stormed the Capitol. Our questions are dangerous and our rights need to be restricted only to protect the common good. Ben Franklin famously said, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. It's clear. We're in the beginning of something very bad. You can tell because the media is salivating. There are millions of Americans, um, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. It's as if they they, they, they are members of a cult, the Trumpist cult, uh, and and who have to be deprogrammed. Do you have any idea how we (laughs) <laughs> so how we start that process? Trump is the um, spiritual, but I will also say operational leader of this domestic terrorism effort. He tells them where to go. He tells them what to do. He tells them why they're angry. Um, and so uh, we need to start at the top, like any counterterrorism effort, which is total isolation of the president of the United States. Impeachment, yes. 25th Amendment, yes. Deplatforming, yes. All of the above. No money, no access to campaign funds. A complete isolation. Enough with the let's unity and stuff. This is a tactical effort. There's absolutely a commission that's being discussed. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. We're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. They're announcing the payback playbook. And they're not even... There you go. I just want to say, put me on AOC, put me on every single one of your commissioner, your commission lists, your truth and reconciliation commissions. Put me on the list right now. Tom Lipley, put it on L-A-I-P-P-L-Y. Put me on every single one of your lists and bring it on. Go ahead, bring it on. And every single Trump supporter, every single person who believes in the Constitution. That's why... We don't support Trump because of Donald Trump. We support Trump because he believes in the Constitution. And that's what I believe in, is the Constitution of America, the Constitution of the United States of America. Just like as a Christian, I believe the Christian Constitution, which is the Bible. And the Bible trumps everything, including the Constitution. That is where I stand. And I will not be moved off of that ever. Not for one second. Not for one second. Listen, all the people that are watching tonight, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Those of you flipped over from YouTube to here, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. 3385 
South Access Road, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Go to DuckDuckGo, find it on map. I don't want to say Google it. I don't even know. What would be another term, guys, outside of Google it? You guys got anything? Muse Maps on your Apple phone. Put Put that address in, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Tomorrow morning, we'll be having church right here at Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. 9 o'clock in the morning, first service, 11.15, the second service. I'll be preaching right out of the Bible. There's no holds barred. Hellfire, brimstone, judgment of God, the promises of God, the healing of God, the restoration of God, the prosperity of God. In other words, the Bible, unfettered, unfiltered, no no man filter on it, not worried about offending people, not trying to offend people, just preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you if, Listen, if you need healing in your body, the word of God's what you need. If you need healing in your soul and in your spirit, the word of God is what you need. If you are, if you are hanging your head low because Joe Biden is your fraudulent president, then your head needs to be lifted up. How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. Psalm 3, 1 through 3. There's no reason to hang your head low. Are you a Christian? You've got the Bible. You've got an abundant life promised to you. You've got healing promised to you. God wants you well. God wants you prospered. Listen, God has not put sickness on you. God never wants you to have a cold again. If you currently have any sickness, illness, disease, or infirmity, He wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. Also, judgment's coming. If you're a Christian who's never turned from your sin, you're going to the same hell as the people you call you call non-Christians. This is the church for you. If you're going to a church, I hear people say to me sometimes, yeah, you, Tom, you sound like my pastor. And I look at their pastor, and he's a COVID caver. Closed their church, put out their alcohol gel stations. I'm not like your pastor. Go to a real church. I don't care if you have to drive two hours now. It's worth the drive now. You need to go to real churches that take real biblical stance, that didn't close, that didn't cave. It didn't mass. They don't have mass services and no touch services in between services. Come out with their biohazardous gear and, and spray down all their pews and their chairs and sit in their COVID clumps. Never did any of that garbage, ever. Those are the churches you need to be going to. I know right now of a few. I'm one of them. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you need to go to the River Church. It's one of the greatest preachers that the world has ever known. Is Rodney Howard Brown is their pastor. River Church, Tampa, tomorrow morning, 930 if you're in that area. If you're anywhere close to me, I'm talking about within an hour or two of any, any of these areas. Map quest us, find out how far we are away, and go to a real church tomorrow if your church ever closed the COVID, it's not a real church unless the pastor came out and said i publicly repent of ever closing and i'll never do it again fine with restoration fine with healing fine with restitution great to those guys but your pastor never did it and now you're open and nobody talks about the elephant that's in the room and that they all caved to a virus with a 99.9 percent survival rate because they're all romans 13 christians that's not what romans 13 is about at all 
You go to a church like that, you are at the wrong church. You're at the wrong church, and it's time to go to a right one. Let's fill. This place is pretty full no matter what. Church has grown a lot, but we will find room for you. So be here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. or 11, 15 a.m., or be at the River Church of Tampa at 9.30 a.m. I love you all. I really do. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching this podcast. God bless you. Have a great weekend.